0: So let's start with the definition of resilience. So resilience is a process, okay, and hopefully an outcome where you successfully adapt to difficult circumstances in your life. So you're going to have to adapt and cope with challenging things throughout your life. We all know that. We all have challenges and experiences that come up. And you need to learn to be flexible and adjust to those difficulties because we can count on change all the time.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Lost Art of Parenting, a podcast dedicated to helping you educate, entertain, and encourage you in all things parenting. We want to help you understand what you are doing and why, so that you can increase the odds of raising children who are prepared for life while enjoying your job as a parent (laughs) and enjoying your children along the way. My name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host who knows nothing about parenting, which is why we have the one, the only parenting guru herself, Kim Cross, here to help us all out. Oh, well,
0: thank you, Jesse. But you've been with me long enough. I think you know more than you think.
1: Well, and being the oldest child of a single mom, I think I have some uh, ideas, but it's always good to have, you know, professional opinions.
0: <laughs> yes, but you're, I think you're going to uh, do great. And you know what? You always have free private parenting coaching yes. from me when you have your number children. one benefit of this show <laughs> just kidding <laughs> pays to be the host <laughs> yes
1: um so talk to me what are we talking about today they all know because it's written in the name of the podcast title but I don't know what we're talking about yes, yet surprise. so tell me yes
0: uh we're talking about resiliency today okay. uh, it's a big thing it's a big thing it is a big thing I um, feel like it's
1: something uh, we all Americans need? are real bad at these days.
0: A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Uh, I thought we would kind of address five. It's a huge topic. So I had to narrow it down, of course. But I thought we'd address five questions about mm. resiliency to give it some framework. Okay. And number one is, what is it? A lot yes. of people don't understand what that is. Two, why do children, aka adults as well, need <laughs> Eventually it? Eventually adults. <laughs> <laughs> why Are we born with it or is it learned? Okay. Are some people better at it than others? And are today's children slash adults, as you brought up, resilient?
1: I'm going to hedge a guess on that one, (laughs) but we'll wait till the end with bated breath. (laughs) Big reveal, yes. Yes.
0: So let's start with the definition of resilience. So resilience is a process, okay, and hopefully an outcome where you successfully adapt to difficult circumstances in your life so you're going to have to adapt and cope with challenging things throughout your life we all know that we all have challenges and experiences that come up and you need to learn to be flexible and adjust to those difficulties because we can count on change all the time Mm. right and we're in a broken fallen world which means you're going to need resilience yes absolutely So I had a question for you.
1: Okay. Right off the bat. Pop quiz portion of the show.
0: (laughs) Would you consider yourself to be resilient?
1: Yes. I don't know that I always am happy about it. I think there's attitudinal change that could happen. And when I have to make choices or changes, I don't throw a fit about it. I'm a planner, so when things don't go according to my plan, Me too. <laughs> I get real frustrated um, because that work feels like it was wasted. But you know, you know, I'm a believer. I believe that God has better plans than I do, so I'm trying to work on my attitude. But yeah, I would say, as a whole, my childhood, my life has been built on the idea that you've had most to become of the time. Resilient. Most of the time, I have had some pretty crappy situations that I've needed to be able to adapt to. And I feel like I do that well.
0: Yeah. And I think most people listening would agree with you that we've had some difficulties in our lives that we don't want them to happen, but they happen. Mm-hmm. So now how do we get through it? Right. My other question for you is what has resiliency taught you about yourself?
1: Mostly that I'm stronger than I think I am Uh. or that things are not as bad as they seem. That was one of my mentors taught me, you know, in a crisis, in an event situation, my, my backgrounds in events, uh, take it one thing at a time and nothing is ever a crisis. That was her, her motto. Nothing is ever a crisis. And if you think about it that way, it's like, yeah, there are really bad things that happen and there are actual crises. Like she was talking about events. You know, there are real life crises, but most of the time. Li- the things that you're dealing with on a daily or even a yearly basis, typically not as big of a crisis. And they as tend they to
0: work out, yeah. right? Not always, but they tend to. So that's, that's good. You know, and even the Bible talks about this. So in Roman fives, it talks about resiliency and it states that suffering, so a, you, you put yourself in a difficult s- situation, of course there's going to mm-hmm. be suffering, but suffering produces perseverance, which then leads to character, which leads to hope. And that hope is what anchors us to get through this. So often when we suffer, when we face challenges and difficulties, that suffering literally helps us gain perseverance, gain character, gain hope. And that's what really it's all about, getting through this life, Okay. right? So why do we need resiliency? We've sort of answered that question, but today we live in a culture that's ever-changing. And it requires us to adjust and cope and adapt, I think, at a faster pace than ever in history before. The good news for Christians, us Christians out there, is that we believe in an unchanging God and an unchanging truth. That's an anchor In a world that's changing so quickly and we're having to adapt and different opinions are coming out and different beliefs and all these crazy things that are happening, it's grounding for us to know that God doesn't change and his truth doesn't change. And it gives us rules to live by, truth to cling to, um, and a sense of peace and hope, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I believe that resiliency in kids and adults has never been more needed We just turn on the news and we can see that things are changing quickly and and not going so well in so many things. Um, But being resilient doesn't make our problems go away. So we can't look at this as some quick fix. That's why in the beginning I talked about it's a process. Right. Right. So resiliency won't make your problems go away. It won't solve them. But it will help you to cope and adjust, and then continue to move forward in your life with that sense of hope.
1: I have an interesting illustration, and you'll have to kind of stick with me on this. Okay. But I have a suspicion that the connectivity that we have these days inflames the idea that life is worse than it really is, right? With the amount of news, media, social media, mm-hmm. all of these things compound each other, making everything seem like a crisis more often than it isn't. And we're really good, being as we are first world country, we have very little issues in our life, going to the absolute worst crisis, crisis yeah. and going, oh my gosh, the world's ending. Now, something when I was in college, I took a human sexuality course. Okay. And during this course, my teacher presented that they did a study in these indigenous tribes in Africa and no uh, none of those women ever reported having uh, PMS symptoms. None of them complained about cramps, didn't have this thing. And she's like, I'm not saying that this doesn't exist. But what I am saying is it may be that because we live in a world where that's our biggest struggle, those pains versus I have to walk five miles down the road to get water (laughs) is not as big of a deal. And so these women are just not reporting those pains caused by this process that their body's going through. And so... I think the same could be said about how we deal with crisis because we are so separated from daily strife and suffering here in America with the conveniences that we have and the things that we are blessed with. The in wealth, the, country. the yes. prosperity. Yes. Right. Even, the, even some of the poorest people in our, in our country are still richer than most people in right. some of these younger countries we see all of these things as bigger things than the person who's like i just worry about feeding my family the next day and i don't really care about what the crazy person's doing or what this is happening here and they have a different form of resiliency they get up every day and walk five miles to get water and haul it back just like they did in the older days before we had all of the technology that we did right. today so i think that resiliency the the blessings we have have somewhat made us. Soft, honestly.
0: Correct. And we're actually gonna get to that some of those points you just made with those other questions. We're gonna answer some of those. Okay. So that you know, and one of the general rules I talk about is what you pay attention to more will happen more. Mm -hmm. What you pay It's like me driving
1: getting my CRV and now I suddenly see white C R V Hondas everywhere Everywhere. in this valley. (laughs) And I didn't even know what the car looked like before I had gotten it.
0: Because you're aware of it, so you pay more attention to it, right? Okay. Well, the question number three is, is resiliency something you're born with or is it learned? And the good news is it's learned. Mm. So if you weren't, quote, born with resiliency, it's something that you can get better at, okay. right? So what happens oftentimes is when we come across a challenge or a difficult situation, children and adults, but we're this is a parenting podcast, so we'll address both, but mostly children will do one of two things often. They'll internalize it or they'll externalize it. So let's define that. So internalizing it means I'm a loser, I'm stupid, I can't, I'm a victim, poor me, and they just Mm. kind of turn inward. If they externalize it, they will point fingers, blame others, look for outside excuses, and then they will not look for solutions and learn. Neither one of those is a good option.
1: Right. I will say, actually, as someone who has had to deal with that, and this is probably an overdeveloped sense of responsibility, nothing frustrates or annoys me more than when someone does looks to blame something they did or something that happened on other people. I'm right. like, yeah, there may be external factors, but... Nothing frustrates me more as a human adult male than when someone's like it's everyone else's fault I am fine <laughs> and I'm, I'm just innocent. like <laughs> and I'm like man when I have kids I have to like I don't want to like overdevelop their responsibility like I have I think I'm almost too far like I'll take responsibility for stuff that it, is maybe not entirely my fault, but I will, I do want to instill that in my children of like
0: personal responsibility. The
1: buck stops with you, especially in leadership. And we've
0: actually seen a decline in personal responsibility for a couple decades now. They've been tracking it. So exactly. And you're first, first born like I am. So we tend to be more responsible. So yeah, we, we own that. Yes, (laughs) But we can learn to be resilient and walk through our situation. Biblically, God says to walk through it, not around it, not under it, not over it. Don't blame anybody else. Don't jump on somebody else's back so they can carry you through. You have to actually walk through the fire. So we can define the problem. We can focus on what are our options or maybe possible solutions to it. We can seek wisdom from other people. As Christians, we rely hev- heavily on prayer, but that's not all we do. We have mm. to take action. And then we can learn from our challenges and move forward in a po- in a positive, positive way.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, that's going to be the biggest. I mean, this resiliency of being able to, when something happens, figure out a solution rather than just falling apart and... And giving up, giving up, which is, has been instilled in a lot of, I mean, take, use whatever example you want, in, you know, participation awards or whatever. Ultimately, the people that are now leading in various businesses are the people that are like, okay, yeah, I didn't do great there, but I'm going to do better, or this is how we fix it. It's not the people that are like, well, I deserve this and you owe me this. Those are not the people that are in charge of companies. Those are not the people that are thriving and succeeding these days. Those are the people that are still down there saying, well, you owe me this.
0: Right. Exactly. So resiliency is also referred to perseverance, which is what Mm -hmm. you're referring to. It's also endurance and it's also patience. It's a process. It takes time. And in our fast paced environment, everybody wants a quick fix, a quick answer, a quick solution.
1: Easy option.
0: Yes. And that's really not what life is about. It's a marathon, right? We Mm -hmm. talk about that a lot. It's not a sprint. So they're, they're in the process of resiliency. There's things that are required. So, it takes energy, meaning you have to do something, right? It takes focus on the future. Tough to drive a car when you're looking in the rear mirror all mm-hmm. the time. You've got to look forward. There has to be an inner drive. Again, it's not get somebody else's fault or somebody else's responsibility. Yeah. Flexible thinking. Don't marinate and dwell and root in the issue move forward, Mm -hmm. think differently. Right. And then of course, strong relationships and support is a key piece to this. So I looked up people who are resilient and what those characteristics are. So I thought I'd kind of read these to us. Okay. They're optimistic, meaning there are options, there's choices. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a positive attitude. That's huge. They're accepting of what is sometimes, sometimes we're in a challenge or a situation. There may not be a solution, but we can at least accept what is and then work around it to to find other opportunities or other ways. They're very solution-oriented, not, oh, poor me or pointing fingers. Not a victim. They have a very good network, right, a success group of people they can rely on, a plan for a positive future. Again, looking ahead, and they're self-reflective, meaning this is an important piece. What am I feeling? What's going on? What's the issue? How am I involved? What can I do about it? So they, they're they not becoming a victim, but they're self-reflective and learning from that. They understand and manage their emotions instead of allowing emotions to manage them. I think that's a really key piece. And then they learn from their experience and they get stronger.
1: You know what all of these remind me of? Best example I can give you. Yeah the people that these particular attributes most associate in my mind are ranchers and farmers, right? They have I grew up on a ranch
0: constantly. Yeah.
1: It's like weather sucks. Okay. Can't cut today. Got to move it today. Can't do anything about it. Can't it, control is it, it is what it is, it. right? Cow died. It is what it is. We'd send it to the slaughterhouse. We get what we can out of it. They're, they are very, I'm optimistic for the future. I'm planting this field or I'm raising this cattle in hopes that they will bring back a return, but sometimes that doesn't happen, and that's okay. And they go, "It is what it is," and we they're move on.
0: solution focused. They want to.
1: Yes, they never the victim. It's never well, blah 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 happened to me. It's it, it happened. happened. <laughs> They usually network together. They plan for a positive future. They reflect back and said, I should have done that better. Oh man, well, that was dumb. So I'm not gonna do that again, very low emotion rating as far as like, they don't get up and down. Like there's gonna be moments of flared frustration, but sure. for the most part, those are the kind of people I think of when you're talking about resilient, they're they're people of the earth. They're down in the dirt. They just do what needs to be done to do their thing. They know they're providing a service and they just go after it. And that's what I think about in resiliency, which is why, you know, sometimes that's why Western movies are still so popular for a lot of people. It's like this determination and grit, this grit that you don't see in modern day movies as much anymore. Well, they
0: they display perseverance, endurance, patience, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Yeah. Love that. Well, so parents can help kids learn to be resilient, right? And if you're a
1: resilient- You just send per- them to a ranch. That's all you do. <laughs> I Ship them I've, off. I've, I've, I've bypassed your job completely, Kim. We're just sending all children Great. to ranches for at least three years, and they will come out plenty resilient. Actually, I think
0: that's a good idea when they turn 18 for about two years, but- but no, kids can learn to be resilient. And again, parents are the number one role model. Mm. So if we're resilient, we can teach that. If we're not, we can learn it and still teach it. Okay, there's always hope. So since resiliency requires energy and what we call an inner drive, what does that tell us? Kids need to work through their problems, right?
1: No if, helicopter parenting oh save them Oh my every gosh, time. we're
0: going there. You know, not we don't want kids doing nothing because... If the parents take over, what, what is the child learning? No perseverance, no problem solving, no I got this, no grit, no tena- nothing, right? So we have to allow our kids to struggle through their challenges, never when it's a safety issue. This is not a life or death thing, but allow them.
1: Figure out that train wreck. <laughs> You got this.
0: We've got to allow them to struggle and and if necessary we can give them some ideas and kind of guide them through maybe some options and how to look at the future. But we can't teach them to give up or to blame others. It's it's not only destructive for them, it's destructive for their future and others around them. Kids need a healthy and supportive family to guide them, right? They need that support. But we ha- and so relationships are key relationships are key, but we have to be careful that we don't hover and rescue. So you just jumped ahead of me a little bit, but go ahead. Well, and I, I mean, this
1: this idea, you know, in our outline, we, we kind of put together. The idea is what are parenting styles that can rob children of how to be resilient? And I think helicopter parenting, I can tell you there is a key demographic that excels at helicopter parenting. Do you want to guess what, what I'm going to bring up?
0: Tell me, Jesse.
1: Dance parents. <laughs> dance parents want to be in all of your business they want to tell you exactly how you should run your dance routine and they will be backstage on top of all around their children 150 percent of the time and so when i was teaching dance and when i was teaching show choir my number one rule was if you ever need a day where you like if you have to take a day off um, or you're gonna miss a rehearsal i do not want to hear from your parents you do not send your parents to tell me you come and tell me why you're missing directly own it. Cause I'm like, I am trying to help prepare you for when you have to go to college or a job interview. Cause your parents don't get to come into you. But apparently these days they do get to come <laughs> into job interviews. I don't understand it, but they do. And so I'm like, I will not talk to your parents about days you have to miss. You come and tell me why you have to miss because that's going to one. I'm not that scary of a man. The other guy I was choreographing with, he's a scary guy. So I'm like, you're getting the better of the two options anyways, but two, you need to be able to go and present Hey, I have a problem. Can we work through a solution? Correct. You're going to miss rehearsal. Let them own it. How can it. I fix this? Let yes. them own it.
0: Yep. Well, there's actually two styles of parenting that the style can, helicopter parenting. Yes. Well, there's helicopter parents and then there's drill sergeants. They both actually rob their children of learning how to be resilient. And here's okay. why. So helicopter parents, of course, will take over. They don't allow for failure. They own every problem. Don't worry, sweetheart. I got this. I'm a, quote, good parent, right? Go fight
1: your teachers and coaches and everything. Yes, and fight all your
0: battles. And it teaches kids to be a victim by rescuing them, Mm. okay? And it also, they don't allow them to struggle or solve problems because they solve them for them. But the other side is that if you've got a drill sergeant parent, kind of very controlling, angry, they often blame, which... If we're role models, what are we teaching those kids to do? Get angry and blame. Right. So you're either internalizing it or externalizing it. That's what those two parenting styles will do. Okay. It will cripple kids from coping with challenges. And because it robs them of the opportunity to struggle, it robs them of the opportunity then to persevere, build character, build hope. And here's what we know about resiliency. If you have had a lot of practice at it, and some of us have had, lives where we've had to be resilient, you actually are practicing and getting better, which is building your strength. And so you learn, I've handled 47 other really tough things in my life. I look ahead and I see the next one coming and go, I got this. Right. It's actually something that you build the strength in yourself to cope and move forward. If you've never had to deal with resiliency or, or struggle through things or suffer and learn and build your strengths and your hope and your care, you see it and you freak out. Mm-hmm. You, you just sort of freeze. And I'm I'm seeing that quite a bit today. So are
1: there some people that are better at resiliency than others? Like, is this something that's Absolutely. innate Absolutely. or is it, no, it just opportunities well, to it, practice?
0: It's kind of both. It's the nature nurture, right? Okay. So it, it is a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we learn without wanting to learn. <laughs> it's just Sometimes forcibly learned skill. Life comes at us. But there's also characteristics of people that tend and personality types that tend to be better at resiliency. So certain personalities do better. So people who are mature, responsible, optimistic, cooperative, meaning they'll connect with other people, have a very high EQ, not IQ necessarily. In fact, higher EQs are a better determinant of success than IQ. Mm. Isn't interesting. People who are not controlling and who don't allow, again, their emotions to guide their thinking and their behaviors are much better at being resilient. Is not that, it's just- Yeah, that's interesting. They're more fun to be around anyways. Yeah,
1: some of those things you wouldn't necessarily associate with it, but- they, I do see that all in, in the way that if you are going to be resilient, some of the most resilient people I know in my life, those are things that they excel at.
0: Right. High EQs, cooperative, optimistic, responsible, mature, right. because they're taking ownership. You can face, overcome and, and be strengthened by your challenges, right? And the problems in your life, but kids who don't learn how to per- persevere never get stronger and they actually become weaker. Because they just, they keep avoiding or blaming or internalizing and that practice doesn't come and they don't get any better at it and it just becomes more overwhelming, right? And we're seeing that in a lot of kids launching to college and rebounding right back. It's just, it's too much. They haven't been prepared for the real world and the challenges that they're going to face.
1: Well, and we see this in a generation that's struggling with loneliness, hopelessness, depression, negativity, apathy. There's just so many reasons for this, and the results really tragic. Honestly, suicide is yeah.
0: up thirty percent huge. Oh, yeah. And
1: children are, I mean, at this point, children are just giving up. They're blaming others instead of taking any kind of personal responsibility. We talked about this earlier in the in the pod. Uh, for these problems and they're they're fi- they're not looking towards finding a better solution they're just saying well everything against the world is out to there's get there's nothing and, i can do and i can't do anything so i'm just going to sit here and i'm a victim and the world hates me and it's like get up dust yourself off Move yeah. forward.
0: <laughs> my generation used to say, "Pull yourself up by your bootstraps,"
1: right? Which they've turned into a phrase that you're not allowed to say anymore because blah 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 blah
0: yeah, blah. Yeah, blah. it's it's tragic. But you know, one of the like my group, I have another podcast, and one of my um, podcasts in the past, I've talked about a grouping of sayings that I raised my kids with, mm-hmm. and there's like ten of them. But one of them that fits this podcast beautifully is something I told my kids, my goodness, probably once a week, their whole life. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it Mm. that matters. And so I taught them from a very early age. Yeah, life's going to be hard. There's going to be things that are going to happen. Expect it. It's life. But it's not, again, what happens to you. It's how you handle it. Not me, not your coaches, not your teachers, not your friends, you right? And that goes with the other phrase I taught him, which is the quality of your life depends on the decisions you make. And my kids have had plenty of opportunities to be resilient, but it's fascinating to watch them as they're now 28 and 26 years old to see that they get better and better and better at it. And it's true. It it takes practice and it takes grit, tenacity, endurance, patience, but that builds character, strength, and hope.
1: Absolutely. So if you need any help teaching your children skills for navigating and challenging uh, for navigating challenging and difficult situations, Kim can help you. Like this podcast is called The Lost Art of Parenting. <laughs> Come learn the skills that aren't being taught by you or maybe or by by the society or by your parents or maybe you never got that that instruction. That's what the point of this podcast is. That's the point of Kim's desire to help you is that she wants to teach you so that your children can be strong and capable adults someday that they can then teach their children. This is the gift that theoretically keeps on giving. Correct. Once you learn it and, and instill it, it will ideally pass mm-hmm. on to the next generation. So if you recognize that you are maybe falling into the helicopter parent or drill sergeant parent who's not allowing your child to struggle and navigate difficult situations or learn from their mistakes or maybe you're a parent who's getting angry and blaming and being controlling, that's another place. It's, it's hard to ask for help, but recognizing that maybe you're not doing what's best for your child is the first step. And then finding help on how to do better is the second. And Kim can help you with that. She can help you learn the skills you need to be a more effective parent and raise kids with resiliency. Kim often talks about raising kids with the seven C's character, confidence, courage, compassion, competence, convictions, and common sense. I have to write those down because I can't remember them, but I'm sure you remember them. And these all add up to be the ability to be resilient. So if you are interested in that, please visit RethinkParenting.com. And until next time, we hope you're blessed and we'll see you on the next podcast.